Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. She's sweeter than a glass of chocolate milk and louder than a morning rooster. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Good morning. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report with you this Thursday morning. My goodness, it's going to be almost 85 degrees today in the Madison area. If you're heading to World Dairy Expo today, dress for the heat. You know it's fall when you've got to have the heat on in the car or tractor, if you're lucky, to start the day. And the air conditioner on blast at the end of the day. Ag meteorologist Stu Muck will join us this morning with statewide forecast details as we near the weekend. Note that rain looks to be on the way. Also in the hour, I talk with Allison Dairyland, Julia Nunes. She's been promoting cranberries for the past month as growers begin the cranberry harvest. Be sure to stay tuned for your market update as well. We'll cap the morning off with Everegg broker Mike North. He's got dairy insights for us ahead of his presentation today at World Dairy Expo. Speaking of World Dairy Expo, the Midwest Farm Report team, including the fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee, will be on the grounds. If you see us, say hi. And keep an eye on the Fab Farm Babes Facebook page to see what we're up to. Remember, if you like what you hear and you want to hear more, go to our website. Just hold your cursor over podcasts and click Pam Yankee. You can also get the latest news in your inbox every morning by signing up for our newsletter. Thanks for hanging out with me as we kick things off this Thursday morning. Is your crop insurance strategy to just do what you did last year? At Compier Financial, we know how challenging it can be to navigate insurance planning. So we work hard to understand your goals and needs. Let us leverage our exclusive tools and vast experience to develop a strategy that protects your operation. Partner with us today. Give us a call at 844-426-6733 or visit compier.com slash crop insurance. Compier does not provide legal or licensed financial planning services. Compier Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. Farmers understand return on investment. They understand the power and the value of the sun. Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. This is just another opportunity for them to look for that power and that value. It's a business decision. Everything that farmers do and don't do on their land and their with their property is money. <laughs> so one of the things that I heard one farmer say, it's a crop that I am yielding. <laughs> uh, instead of harvesting corn on this little section, he's harvesting sunlight to make electricity. You should reach out to us, and we will come out there for a very specialized, specific quote for you to look at your farm. We can put solar anywhere. We can put it on a barn. We can put it on the ground. We can put it on a hill. (laughs) So we can put it anywhere that makes sense to you and your farm and your situation. And then once we design that, even powering your whole farm, you can harvest enough sunlight to have a $0 energy bill. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com to start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. Fall in Wisconsin, one of the most beautiful places to be. I don't care if you're uh, a native or not, you enjoy Wisconsin. And, of course, part of that is visiting apple orchards, pumpkin patches, and seeing how good the harvest has been. Bob Bosol here at the northern end of the world's longest barn and stuff. I've seen uh, a lot of red apples and orange pumpkins, and you get into their uh, houses where they uh, sell the product. And there's a lot to look at. Yes, there is, Bob, including the beloved apple cider donuts. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. 
Valley Cooperative Association knows that fall means apple cider donuts. People are flooding into those apple orchards and pumpkin patches, and they've got to get ready to make sure those orchards have the powdered mixes they need to offer those baked goods. Kate Farrell is the account manager in the company's retail department. She works directly with orchards and bakeries. She says costs are climbing to get these ingredients, and consumers should be ready to pay a little more for those apple cider donuts. We sell like food products, ingredients, packaging. We sell to the state of all of the state of Wisconsin and the upper UP of Michigan. We have 30,000 products from 220 manufacturers. Many of our customers are, like you said, bakeries, food distributors, manufacturing co- companies, um, and such. And I specialize in working with the orchards and the farm markets, along with retail bakeries. So we offer our customers technical support. So not only the products, but also technical support, business services, warehousing, transportation. We've had some of our growers use us for frozen storage. You know, they might store their cherries with us, but we also offered the products, as you said, to just enhance their sales. This isn't something you can just kind of pick up in the grocery store when you need it in bulk, right? What separates you from other food service providers and distributors like Cisco? One of the unique things about Valley is that Valley is a cooperative. Our profits that we generate go back to our members on their annual purchases. So that's what separates us from everyone else in the industry. And also we offer technical support. Like I've gone to many orchards that are brand new. They've never made cake donuts. And we've gone in and showed them how to use their fryer, how to take their apple cider, their pressed apple cider, add it to the donut mix to make their own you know, apple cider cake donut. And the other thing is we offer like 32 different varieties of cake donut mix. So we really have a wide variety of of mixes and then other products that also enhance these farm market sales might be helping them with their cookies, you know, just additional apple fritters. They're making bars, they're making muffins. Um, you know, they might need formulas and recipes and things like that. Yeah, it sounds like I might put on some weight this fall sampling (laughs) all of those good things. Obviously, you guys sell to more than just orchards, but is fall your busiest season? Fall is the busiest season for me in the um, orchard industry because, I mean, orchards and farm markets have really, they make the bulk of their money from August through the end of October. That's where they're making, you know, they're making their whole year up in in that short time frame. Some are open longer, you know, some might be open for a six-month period because you've got different growers. You've got your strawberry growers, you know, different growers. And then, you know, Valley gets really busy, too, at Christmas time. You know, all your retail bakeries and whatnot is very, very busy for Thanksgiving and Christmas and all the holidays. So we're pretty much always busy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, do you guys have to do anything uh, different or special in order to gear up for that busy season? Oh, most definitely. It, the key, and especially this year with um, with the labor shortages the way that they are, to just ensure that my customers have products, it's just pre-planning is, is a definite key um, to keeping people in the products that they need to keep their business going. So pre-planning um, is definitely one of the most important things we can do is just ordering in advance to make sure that you have product when you need it. 
And let's talk about that because a lot of different agribusinesses are struggling to get certain supplies. There's a lot of supply chain disruption going on. Uh, are you having mm-hmm. any issues finding enough, you know, flour, oil, containers? We um, plan ahead. Our buyers are, you know, bringing in the products we need. We haven't had run our customers out of product. And then we constantly source new vendors. So if this vendor isn't going to ship us a product, we'll source another vendor and we'll get uh, an adequate substitute. So this year, probably my 20 years at Valley, is coming up with a plan B. If if this if we can't get a hold of this, we're going to have another option for you. There's been a lot of that going on this year. You know, maybe we have to change the packaging because this packaging isn't available or we find another supplier, but we have over 200 suppliers to draw from. So we are constantly finding adequate substitutes if need be for our customers. But as far as as there's been labor constraints, we are also seeing, you know, the manufacturing issues, but Valley's really stayed on top of it in all these challenges. So Here at the Midwest Farm Report, we're keeping an eye on spring wheat. Now, spring wheat is used mm-hmm. uh, mainly for flour, like for baking, and it's not doing too hot because of those droughts. So, I mean, are you guys anticipating yeah. any issues ahead related to that? The futures on flour, oil, and sugar has, as you know, been affected by the weather and drought-like conditions with the extreme temperatures. However, we have great relationships with our suppliers, and we have secured steady supplies on all of these items. So we won't, we won't have any shortages for our customers. Do you see costs rising, though? There will naturally be some, some increased costs. I mean, we're doing everything we can to minimize any increases that we have to pass along, but there has been increased costs. And, you know, I work with my customers going, you need to increase the prices so that your profitability stays the same. You're going to have to increase, you're going to have to pass those increases on to the customer. The oil market has increased dramatically this year. So in order to absorb that, you're going to have to uptick a little bit on those price of those donuts. You know, the customer is going to pay for those donuts because they want them, but you can't, the customer can't absorb the cost. You know, they, they need to pass it on. And you've mentioned labor. You guys have been able to, you know, keep a strong workforce. Uh, are you doing anything oh, yeah. unique to do that in order to, you know, keep good labor and retain that workforce? Valley has, you know, Valley's workforce is strong. We haven't seen any disruptions in our delivery or anything else at Valley's. Kate, is there anything else you wanted to add? Well, I, I just wanted to say that I've been at Valley for over 20 years now, and the best part of my job is just helping customers. You know, whether that be new ideas or solving problems that come up or teaching them, like scheduling tech work for them, um, teaching them to be more profitable. It's what, How exciting is that to, like, fry donuts with somebody who's never fried donuts before? I mean, that's just, it's awesome, and it's fun. Maybe their apple crop wasn't as good as they wanted it to be, but then they have all these incremental sales with bakery items. They're more profitable and their profits is sore. And it's just exciting to see how uh, Orchard can double their sales or triple their sales by adding additional items. Do you have any numbers on you on the sheer bulk of donut mix that you're sending out every year? I don't have that number offhand. It's a lot. It's a lot of donut mix because... One bag of donut mix, let's say, makes a hundred dozen donuts, depending on the size of the donut. But and we sell pallets and pallets of donut mix. 
probably truckloads, but I don't have a number for you right off the top of my head, Stephanie. That was Kate Farrell, the account manager in the retail space at Valley Cooperative Association. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Stephanie Hoff. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. When someone breaks important safety rules and drives negligently, a crash is often the result. If you're caught in a crash because another driver broke the rules, it can feel unfair. And for good reason. It's not fair when you're injured through no fault of your own. It's not fair when your life is now very different. We can help. At Clifford and Rihala, after decades of helping people injured because someone else broke the rules, we know what you're going through and we're ready to stand by you. Here you'll find caring, compassionate attorneys committed to helping you recover everything you've lost. If you've been in a crash, call Clifford and Rihala for a free consultation on your injury claim. We'll fight to make things right so that now you're treated fairly. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com. On August 25th, 2021, the Madison Police Department was contacted by a Wisconsin resident living outside of Dane County. The reporting party told MPD that they received a call from a 608 area code. The caller identified himself as a fundraiser working on behalf of MPD collecting money for injured officers. When reporting the incident, the reporting party said they did not provide any money to the caller and that the caller hung up when the reporting party told them they were uncomfortable with the call. MPD is not involved in any telephone-based fundraising efforts and will not attempt to collect funds over the phone for any reason. MPD would like to remind residents to be extremely cautious if providing funds to anyone over the phone. Never provide funds in the form of gift cards and contact your local police department if you're suspicious of a call you have received. If you have any information regarding similar calls, please contact the Madison Police Department at 255-2345. If you wish to remain anonymous, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can receive up to $1,000 and cash rewards for tips that lead to an arrest. If you need to know about farming, then you need to know Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Stephanie Hoff back with your egg weather update. What we need to know right now is the weather. Isn't that right? I'm with egg meteorologist Stu Muck. Stu, it looks like we're going to be sweating at World Dairy Expo and everywhere else during this last day of September. You're absolutely right, Stephanie. Very warm, of course. Not much of a breeze either. Southwest winds maybe peaking up at five or six miles per hour today. That's just going to keep it feeling very warm. I do have to mention for folks in the east, a dense fog advisory this morning until 9 a.m. East central parts of Wisconsin, the lakeshore, Oh, as far south as Waukesha, Washington, then to Fond du Lac and Winnebago County and up to Outagamie County as well, all under that dense fog advisory, all areas east of those as well over to the lakeshore. So if you're heading that direction this morning, be prepared or in that area, that dense fog, slow down, take it a little easy without much breeze overnight. That moisture just kind of settled in. There is moisture in the air, but it's still far away from a frontal boundary. The front's just moved to western parts of Minnesota this morning. And in far 
western Minnesota. Fargo-Moorhead, North Dakota, they're having a few sprinkles, and there's a little more rain down in eastern South Dakota. Showers, looks like a thunderstorm or two in western parts of Iowa. But that activity just isn't going to march right into Wisconsin. I really expect we have another dry day with a good deal of sunshine, those nice temperatures. We stay quite warm tomorrow as well. But I think western Wisconsin, west and southwest Wisconsin, getting some of that rain chance Friday toward the afternoon. And then it starts to push further east as we head through Friday night and into Saturday. And by late Friday night into Saturday, I think we all have the chance to see a shower or an isolated thunderstorm or two. This still isn't going to be a big rainmaker, a couple of tenths of an inch. All right, let's say with a thunderstorm up to a quarter or half inch may be a possibility. That's not a whole lot of rain. But the rain chance does hold on to start the weekend. And then that intermittent, that once-in-a-while pop-up shower, that chance kind of sticks around towards Sunday or into Sunday night. And temperatures do cool somewhat. And even though we talk about upper 60s into next week, that's still around or in some cases just a little bit above normal. So still some pretty mild air here once we get October underway as well. We're not going to suddenly turn into fall or or even worse, think about winter because it still sounds pretty nice right on into next week. I'll be back with all those glorious forecast details right after this. Join us as we continue our new monthly segment, The Gemplers Test Plot, happening only on the Midwest Farm Report with our partners at Gemplers. Aaron Zimmerman here, and this month, Gemplers Test Plot gives me the chance to try out Gemplers tools and waterproof gear to get work done around the farm, including pressure washing and fixing fence. Since 1939, Wisconsin-based Gemplers has been helping farmers, ranchers, and agriculturists get work done smarter, faster, and safer. Follow along with me at MidwestFarmReport.com. Whether it's a lot or a little, we need your rainfall reports. The Rural Mutual Rainfall Report is on. Text your rainfall report to 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from because every month we'll pick a winner for a digital weather station courtesy Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here, stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Text those rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. Stephanie Hoff back with Ag Meteorologist Stu Muck looking at our weather update. Uh, Stu, you have some more forecast details for us. Oh, absolutely. Of course, that dense fog advisory in the east this morning. Uh, Waukesha, Washington, Fond du Lac, and uh, Winnebago and uh, and Outagamie County areas to the east, that dense fog advisory in store. Elsewhere, we're going to talk about sun. Everybody gets sun throughout the day, and it sounds very fine. Low 80s, a little cooler, maybe an upper 70 in eastern Wisconsin. Southeast winds about 5. We stay clear overnight. Mid to upper 50s for lows. Southeast winds about 5. Mostly sunny Friday. Again, in the low 80s, some upper 70s east. There may be a shower trying to push into western Wisconsin late Friday afternoon. South winds about 5 to 10. Through the night Friday night, I'd expect more clouds. Scattered showers could be an isolated thunderstorm on toward daybreak on Friday night, early Saturday. And by Saturday, mostly cloudy skies. Maybe a morning shower. A little more likely we see some showers or a thunderstorm developing Saturday afternoon. Mid-70s, still above normal. South winds at 5. And even though we dropped toward the upper 60s, Stephanie, Sunday and Monday, that's still around or above normal for this time of the year. And it does dry out once we officially get into next week by Monday, Tuesday. And that's good to hear, especially, you know, for harvest. I mean, is this really crunch time then to get crops in before the rain comes? 
well, I don't know that we're going to get that much rain. You know, I talked about it a quarter, maybe a half inch with a thunderstorm. That's not going to cause a big problem with a little dry weather early next week again. It's probably going to work out okay. All right. And Stu, I got kind of a uh, science question for you today. Why is it that in the fall we see such a swing in temps from morning to afternoon? Because that sun, you know, because the sun angle has changed, starting to move toward the southern hemisphere. Uh, we cool off in the nighttime, especially when the, the atmosphere is clear and that heat can radiate away. It takes longer for that sun to really start warming us up. Not like in the summer when the sun's more directly overhead where it warms us up quickly. Now it takes longer to accomplish that warm-up. Well, thanks, Stu. That's Stu Muck, Egg Meteorologist. Stu, we'll catch you back here tomorrow. You got it. See you then. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Have prairie exteriors add more value to your roof? Right now, get free gutters or leaf protection with the purchase of any roof. Imagine a new roof to highlight your home outlined by stunning handcrafted gutters for free from Prairie Exteriors. Improve the look and value of your property with one of the area's highest rated exterior companies, Prairie Exteriors. Prairie Exteriors, now that's impressive. PrairieExteriors.com On August 25, 2021, the Madison Police Department was contacted by a Wisconsin resident living outside of Dane County. The reporting party told MPD that they received a call from a 608 area code. The caller identified himself as a fundraiser working on behalf of MPD collecting money for injured officers. When reporting the incident, the reporting party said they did not provide any money to the caller and that the caller hung up when the reporting party told them they were uncomfortable with the call. MPD is not involved in any telephone-based fundraising efforts and will not attempt to collect funds over the phone for any reason. MPD would like to remind residents to be extremely cautious if providing funds to anyone over the phone. Never provide funds in the form of gift cards and contact your local police department if you're suspicious of a call you have received. If you have any information regarding similar calls, please contact the Madison Police Department at 255-2345. If you wish to remain anonymous, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can receive up to $1,000 in cash rewards for tips that lead to an arrest. Interest rates are at all-time lows and home equity is at all-time highs. You know what that means? You can save big money by refinancing your mortgage loan. Whether you want to just save a few hundred dollars a month, consolidate some debt, or get money for home improvements, now's the time to call me. Educated Mortgage, the smartest way home. Call Dan, the Mortgage Man. NMLS number 222652. We all make choices. When it comes to alcohol, kids make choices whether to drink or not. Bye, Dad. Bye-bye. Remember, I'm going to Alex's party tonight and sleeping over. Hey, Em, have a seat for a second. Remind me about that party again. Alex is just and having... adults make choices whether to talk about it. That's true of parents and every other trusted adult in a kid's life. Kids want to know our expectations when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. They want guidance and honest answers to their questions. And it makes a difference when the message is consistent and part of everyday conversations. So talk with your kids and help lead them on a positive path. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, 
visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. This looks like a car. Has tires, headlights, a hood, windshield wipers. The doors look like car doors. Open like them, too. There's a front seat, back seat, steering wheel. 99.9% of the time, this would be a car. But it's not. This is a bedroom. Anita Washington's for five weeks. There are people like Anita all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll provide Anita and other women, children, and men with nearly 20,000 nights of shelter. Just one part of more than $1.4 million in food, clothing, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. First of all, how stoked are you to have uh, the season upon us? Like, how's it feel? Oh, it's, it's, it's great. It always comes quick for some reason. It always just comes quick. You're getting into college football, and then all of a sudden it's just here, which is great. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, it'll be good to get people in the stands and get people to the games and I know the teams are excited. They uh, it will have a definitely a different look, so a different feel this year with Cole Caulfield, and a lot of scoring is going to be gone. So, yeah. you know, if you think about it, the, the top two lines that are coming in this year, the top six forwards will have a combined, I, I believe, around thirty-one goals. I think Cole Caulfield had thirty-three goals. Himself, <laughs> so, so, I think it's uh, it, you know, the, the scoring is going to have to be by committee. Um, you know, talking to the coaches, it, it, they, they feel really good about the tempo that they see in practice, uh, the limited practice that they have seen. They have a scrimmage coming up this weekend against Minnesota Duluth. Yeah. Outstanding program, so it's going to be a good barometer to to uh, have a, a controlled scrimmage against them in Chippewa Falls, which means you know they'll play five on five. They might do some six on five. They'll do some power play, penalty kill. You know, it, everyone will suit up, so it's not uh, going to be an official game type situation. But they're going to work on all special teams in different scenarios. Now, um, now Strobel, Mark Strobel, the associate head coach, is going to join us next week uh, if if we uh, play our cards right, Barry. Right? But is Strobes during these scrimmage? And maybe you can speak on this. Maybe not. Is Strobes in these scrimmages? Is he going to be like uh, just you know maybe easing into the season with his pump up speeches, or can he just hit the ground running? Oh, he's going to hit the ground running. You wouldn't expect anything less <laughs> from that guy. One hundred ten miles an hour, Coach Strobel. So he's going to be he's all fired up. I talked to him a couple of days ago, and and he just feels really good about the the culture of the team. And and if you look about the leadership, is the leadership has sort of been there 
where, you know, things were down, right? And then they had to climb themselves out of it. These kids were like freshmen, sophomore, and now they're COVID seniors. And they've been through it where they've seen some success last year, but they also have been to a, a position where, you know, things weren't going so well. And and they've been there. They've been to both places, and, and they, they, they see that situation. So he feels really good that they have strong leadership. It's very, very important that the upperclassmen take charge of this team. As, as you know, it's going to be more of a community as you lost a lot of scoring, not only with Cole Caulfield, but Linus Weisbach, yeah. Helton Bice, I mean, uh, and Dylan Holloway, who turned pro. So it's, uh, it's, it's really going to be very, very important that this group comes together. With, with the amount of new faces, I think I counted 10 position, uh, like skaters and uh, one new goalie. Uh, who are we looking at, like, as a newcomer, that we should keep an eye out that might not, you know, fill Who's the, the next role. Caulfield? Yeah, not fill the role of Cole Caulfield, but Who's either the next Barry a, a transfer or a freshman that we can uh, hang our hat on and say we, we need to watch this guy this year. Yeah, I think you got to look at Corson Kulamans, uh, that's playing defense. Is a is a right-handed defenseman. Of course, he goes to defenseman be... first, Barry. Hell yeah! Of course, of course. Hell yeah! Stay on brand, Richter. Stay on brand. <laughs> yeah, he's a first rounder, but he's a very talented player, from what I've heard. Uh, obviously, I haven't been able to watch the practices or anything, but he will be helping out in the power play. A young, uh, very high potential um, defenseman that's coming in, that's brand new to the team. So keep an eye on that. And then you got Cameron Rowe, the goaltender that's coming back. He needs to have a strong start, so pay attention to Cameron Rowe. And that, and then when you look at the goaltender, um, when the when the goaltending is playing well, then your penalty kill is, is has a really high percentage. It's a very very important. It's very very important to have your goaltender to, to play well to stop those second chances to do some things that really helped out. Last year they were eighth in the nation on the penalty kill at eighty six percent. They had another number one power play at 32%. Yeah. So, you know, those numbers, especially on the power play, are probably hard to to, uh, to do again this year. But at the same time, if they can keep that penalty kill at that same percentage, you know, that, that'll mean Cameron Rowe is playing well. Uh, Barry Richter joining us right now. Um, the pride of Wisconsin hockey, obviously. So, Bear, <laughs> I hope you don't mind me saying that. Bear, number 11 in the nation and the pairwise, the highest ranking since 2014. What's that mean for you? Is that the, the, they look at the rankings, or is that just like, hey, we don't we put the blinders on, just take care of business on the ice? Yeah, yeah I mean, if we, we probably could go back to our last uh, late September and October recording that we had last year and just play it again. <laughs> but uh, as you know me, I'm a boring guy, but it's it's I, I really like to. Uh, I don't pay attention. I don't think the coaches pay attention to that at all. I mean, it's really new. And these teams, uh, just like you see, you guys were talking about the football team earlier, right? From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. From the Alcivia Farm News Desk, here's what's happening on a Thursday. The crisp fall breeze means it's time for harvesting crops. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. One of those crops that's so important to the Badger State is the cranberry. Wisconsin ranks number one in the nation for cranberry production, and no one knows the importance of that to the egg industry better than Alice in Dairyland, Julia Nunes. Yes, my cranberry promotion is underway. I've been traveling the state 
telling people about the importance of Wisconsin cranberries, and I love to highlight that. When people think of Wisconsin agriculture, they think of our state's amazing dairy industry. They might not realize that Wisconsin is the leader in the nation in cranberry production. We actually produce half of the world's cranberries from right here in Wisconsin, which I think is an amazing statistic. And we've been growing cranberries since the 1830s, which is before Wisconsin was even a state. So that just goes to show how long we've been producing cranberries and how hard our farmers have been working through the decades to grow these high-quality berries for us to enjoy. That's incredible. Half of the world's cranberry supply. How do you go about spreading this message? So I've been traveling a lot, going to different events. I also do a lot of TV and radio interviews to share with people, and I'm doing a social media campaign as well. So if people have been following me on Facebook or Instagram, you should be able to learn about Wisconsin cranberries, and I love to highlight that. I try to not only share information about Wisconsin cranberries, as I mentioned, we produce over the half of the world's cranberries, but I also try and share just general information about how cranberries grow. For instance, a lot of people might not realize that cranberries don't grow in water. They actually grow on vines and sandy soils and then they flood the bogs right now during harvest time. Not many people realize that Wisconsin is such a cranberry powerhouse and I want people to, to know that and be proud of that and be able to hopefully tell other people how cool Wisconsin is and how great we are at, at growing cranberries. Yeah, one of those big misconceptions as you said was cranberries are grown in water but they're not. What are some of those other big questions you get either from kids or adults? A lot of people do think cranberries grow in water. One of the other things I love to share is how cranberries got their name. They actually got their name from early European settlers who noticed that the cranberry flower resembled the head of the sandhill crane. So they started calling them craneberries. Eventually they dropped the E and now they're called cranberries and people recognize them all over. There's a cranberry red. So it's amazing just how, how the cranberries started and how they got their name. But I love to, to talk about Wisconsin cranberries. Here we have over 250 cranberry growers and we grow on over 21,000 acres of land. Julia, what are some of your favorite cranberry products or maybe you just liked eating the cranberry itself? Ooh, that's a tough question and I like it just about in any way, shape, or form. I I recently just tried fresh cranberries. Last year when I toured the cranberry bog, I don't think I had ever actually just popped a cranberry in my mouth, but I, I actually really enjoy them and I just had someone told me tell me that they like to take fresh cranberries and dip them in caramel, almost like a caramel apple. So I'll have to try that. But I'm, I'm experimenting all the time. I love to bake and cranberries are amazing when you put them in a cake or muffins or scones. But that also can be turned into something savory as well if you want to use cranberries to make your favorite pork roast or anything like that. The versatility of cranberries amazes me. And you can see that in the way that you're able to consume it. You can consume them fresh, dried, juiced, turned into wine. And it's just a great way to utilize something that we produce right here in Wisconsin. Yeah, not only is the cranberry versatile, but consumers might also like that it's sustainable. You've been touting the, you know, the Wisconsin cranberry socially, economically, and environmentally sustainable. Um, tell us a little bit more about that. So farmers around Wisconsin are constantly working to take care of their land and resources, and you can see that with Wisconsin cranberry growers. They are constantly monitoring their resources, how much water they're using, their water usage for harvest season, and I love learning more about that as Alice Dairyland and sharing that message that they are constantly monitoring that, and a lot of our farmers here in Wisconsin are in their fifth or sixth generation of cranberry growing, which just goes to show how important taking care of their land and resources is. They want to be able to pass that down to the next generation. 
they are also economically sustainable. Wisconsin cranberries bring over a billion dollars in state economic activity to Wisconsin. So it's a huge thing for Wisconsin agriculture and also socially sustainable. A lot of our cranberry growers are active in their communities. Wisconsin cranberries, when you think about sustainability, the cranberry industry is really where to look because it's so easy to spot the, where they are sustainable and how hard they're working to be that. Again, that's the 74th Alice in Dairyland, Julia Nunes, with all things Wisconsin cranberries. She says if you want to try cranberries out, maybe for the first time or in a new recipe, you can find ideas by following Alice in Dairyland's social media pages or visit her website. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report, and I'll be back with your market update after this. Whether you compete on the court, at the track, on the field, or in the fields, winning isn't just a goal. It's a mindset shaped, honed, and defined throughout the season. That's why farmers pushing themselves to be the best plant DeKalb brand corn. Wherever you compete, winning has roots. Perform at your best with DeKalb. Always read and follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Stephanie Hoff, back with your market update. More consumers are expecting their products to come from sustainable sources. And yes, that includes staying on theme, cranberries. Tom Tritt is the plant manager for the Ocean Spray Crazen facility in Wisconsin Rapids. He says Ocean Spray's grower owners take pride in protecting the environment around their bogs. And then in the processing plant, Ocean Spray leaves no cranberry behind. They make sure every cranberry is used in products. The Ocean Spray facility in Wisconsin Rapids also runs on 98% landfill gas. From Chicago, December corn is sitting at 539 and a half, up a half. November soybeans are up one at 1284 and three quarters. Wheat is up two and a quarter at 712 and a half. If World Dairy Expo is on your schedule, there's a new way to start your morning while you're there. It's called Tan Bark Talks. This new session starts at 8 a.m. today and tomorrow morning of Expo. Topics of this year's Tan Bark Talks range from dairy adaptability to current agriculture outlooks. Each session is presented by industry experts from all over the U.S. You can download World Dairy Expo's free mobile event app or visit WorldDairyExpo.com for an up-to-date schedule and more information about each session. Again, World Dairy Expo is at the Alliant Energy Center in Madison through October 2nd. And now we'll take a look at our dairy markets. From Chicago, barrel cheese was up eight and a half at a dollar seventy-one. The forty-pound block cheese was up five and a quarter at a dollar eighty and a quarter. Double A butter is down two and a half at a dollar seventy-four and a half. Currently, October milk is up three cents at seventeen ninety a hundredweight, and November milk is down three cents at seventeen eighty-five a hundredweight. I'm Stephanie Hoff, and coming up next, Ever Egg broker Mike North. Is your crop insurance strategy to just do what you did last year? At Compere Financial, we know how challenging it can be to navigate insurance planning. So we work hard to understand your goals and needs. Let us leverage our exclusive tools and vast experience to develop a strategy that protects your operation. Partner with us today. Give us a call at 844-426-6733 or visit Compere.com slash crop insurance. Compere does not provide legal or licensed financial planning services. Compere Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. Huh. Nice. Hardwood floor. Or is it? Sounds like a floor. It's not squishy. That's good. Floors aren't supposed to squish. Goes wall to wall, like good floors do. And I'm walking all over it. Usually, a dead giveaway that it's a floor. But it's not a floor. This is a mattress. Charlie Heidel's for 52 days. 
People like Charlie are scattered all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply nearly $400,000 in bedding, furniture, clothing, and household items to people like Charlie. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in food, shelter, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. Recently, the U.S. Navy delivered tons of food to hungry people halfway around the world. But you could help someone in your own community simply by donating a can of soup. Last week, a Navy doctor saved the life of a total stranger. Just like you could by giving a pint of blood. The men and women of America's Navy do some amazing things to make the world a better place. So can you. Whether it's by donating food or simply giving time, right in your own backyard. Brought to you by America's Navy. Because we know your barn smells like money. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I'm Stephanie Hoff here for the Midwest Farm Report, back with Ever Egg broker Mike North. Mike, we'll jump right in here with a look at international challenges happening right now that could affect our dairy markets domestically. One of those challenges being a pileup of container ships in Southern California. Yeah, absolutely. So when you look at Chinese ports, due to the COVID outbreak that took place here uh, six, eight weeks ago, many ports... Uh, went back to a more diminished capacity or shut down altogether. And as that happened, container ships and ocean-going vessels off of that eastern China Sea and uh, outside of the Yangtze River Valley uh, have begun to stack up. Uh, it, It looks like a parking lot over there. And when we talk about the implications of that, it, so it slows down the flow of product into their country. It slows down the flow of product out of their country. And it, and it really kind of clogs supply lines uh, all over the globe. And you're seeing that ripple back here to the United States. And, you know, we have our own share of issues in the United States between, you know, not being able to get truck drivers and have availability of trucks, rail and and containers have also become uh, not only at a premium, but a little bit more difficult to source. That slowed down uh, the flow of traffic through those Southern California ports. And, you know, what a lot of people don't realize is a lot of product that moves in and out of Southeast Asia comes through those California ports, L.A., Oakland, and uh, you know, at uh, at recent count, you know, we've got more than 70 ships parked off of uh, the Southern California coast. That eclipses uh, the numbers that we were watching this spring, and, and kind of pushes us back towards kind of that all-time high. You know, historically, if if you had a single boat on the water out there, uh, that was a rare event. Over the last year, we've gotten really comfortable with multiple ships. Uh, been spending a lot of time looking at 20 to 30 vessels out there. Now we're at 70. So things are backing up a bit, and that becomes a concern for dairy and it, and a host of other industries for that matter. But, you know, a lot of dairy product leaves California for China, and any backlogs at the ports slows down our ability to export product out of the country. So certainly a big watch point for dairy uh, as we uh, – you know, go forward here 
uh, in the next several months. I want to talk a little bit about those labor shortages that are also hurting domestic transportation. Have you been able to pinpoint why that's happening? Well, it's a host of issues. And I think, you know, as you look around, um, you know, we've had a lot of demand for, for product as we've come through COVID. Consumer spending was on a boom for a while. Uh, there's a lot of people backfilling inventory, stockpiling, and, you know, we've watched this flow of of uh, goods out of Southeast Asia into the United States on a hastened pace. And just the sheer volume has caused some, some jamming up of, of the system. Um, you know, our economy is not meant to be a stop-and-go type of system. It's meant to be continuous flow. And when that got interrupted last year, it's, you know, created a lot of knee-jerk reactions in a lot of different places. And so uh, we're, we're trying to work our way through that, but it's a really, really bumpy road. So, you know, sheer volume has played into it. And then, of course, you look around at some of the policy that's going on. You know, we've incentivized people to not work. That's played a role. We've got people that are out of the workforce right now because, you know, Maybe their, their schools are shut down and parents don't have daycare, so they're staying home from work. You know, we've tightened up the, the available supply of workers in general across the entire country. And until we can get back to that more ordinary flow, we're going to really struggle with that. And it's not just a logistical issue. This is an issue that's being felt right at home on the farm. It's very difficult to get labor at the farm level as well, and, you know, we're competing for it. In rural spaces, there's not a lot of, you know, different outlets uh, and, and, and accessibility for, for a uh, broader workforce. And so when you get a few major operators in a rural setting, it's kind of the game of who can pay more. And, you know, good workers are, are, are keen to that. Bottom line here is that, you know, Labor is tight all over. We're dealing with, um, you know, all sorts of labor issues in terms of uh, policy, in terms of available supply, in terms of, you know, just sheer family dynamics. But, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're uh, going to be dealing with that for a while, unfortunately. Mike, and other things happening overseas, European milk production kind of gave you a surprise. Yeah, so statistics out of Europe and really New Zealand both uh, came in lower than expected. You know, if you look at the milk production curve in Europe, um, you know, it, it appears like it almost fell off the charts. Uh, we saw some major drawdowns in, you know, the major producer of Germany. Uh, we're seeing it elsewhere throughout the EU uh, block. And, you know, aside from a couple of countries that are still showing some growth, uh, they've been losing production and things have been tightening up there. Uh, that, same can be said, that same thing can be said about New Zealand. Uh, at this time of the year, because of their seasonal operations, they're normally coming into what we'll call their spring flush, if you will. And generally, milk production is a little bit more robust. Um, and fluid volumes of milk in New Zealand actually came in lower uh, for the month of August than uh, the year prior. On a solids basis, we were still higher, but on, on sheer volume, we were lower. And that was not expected at all. They've had ample moisture. Pasture conditions are, are, are solid. And everybody's still kind of scratching their head as to what's necessarily caused that. But a tightening milk pool in Europe together with a tightening milk pool in New Zealand really does help the U.S. story as we walk into Q4 and you know prepare ourselves for winter.
Yeah, why don't you tell us how that benefits us here in the U.S.? Exports are certainly a big part of our operations. You know, right now about 16% of the milk in this country leaves the country in one way, shape, or form. And when we talk about tightening milk pools in other regions, and and those are the two next largest, um, bottom line is, is less milk in those regions moves into less product which then shortens up available exportable supplies in competitive nations. So for us, it really helps us uh, tell the story of, you know, uh, why U.S. is a great provider uh, and has available supply to put into the global marketplace. So, you know, as we head towards the fourth quarter where we are already as a nation domestically consuming extra dairy products because we're getting together and, you know, using cream cheese and extra butter for baking and, you know, putting out the cheese platters for all the, you know, different events that we hopefully get to go to uh, this fall. Um, As we're doing all of that, uh, you know, to compound that with more exports, really tightens up inventories or at least draws them down because remember we're not in a a shortage environment right now so if 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 we can continue to tell that story of you know having available uh, product and inventory buyers from around the world can put more focus on u.s product and pull that out of warehouses here in you know with a cooperative port system and and a good flow of, of of ships move product into other places around the globe And, Mike, speaking of telling that good story of U.S. Dairy, World Dairy Expo is the third day here in Madison, Wisconsin. Mike, you'll be heading there today and also serving on a panel. So uh, what are you looking forward to today at World Dairy Expo? And uh, tell us a little bit about that panel you're sitting on before we uh, cap things off. Yeah, U.S. Farm Report is going to be in the Tanbark building uh, hosting a live taping of their show at 8 a.m., and um, myself and Ben Lane from Rabo will be will be uh, on on the show, and it's always fun when we can do those on location because you get really great questions from the audience. So you know, if you want to come and check out the process of how they tape the show, ask some questions, uh, you know, just hang out and look at uh, crazy guys like me, you know, certainly uh, come and, and show up for that. But you know, World Dairy Expo is just a is a great place to connect share information, get new ideas, and and just, you know, be together with the people we all love. That's what makes this dairy industry great is the people. And so uh, it's uh, it's been two years since when we've been able to, you know, be at Expo. It's it, You know, I tell everybody that that's, the, you know, like the, the homecoming event for all of the Midwestern dairy and, for that matter, dairy around the country and the world. And, uh, you know, it's just going to be really good to see people, uh, especially given the fact that it's been a couple of years. And, you know, of course, throw in a, a, a grilled cheese sandwich and, and uh, a couple other dairy treats. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's just a great place to be. <laughs> yes, it is. Again, that's Mike North of Everegg. Everegg does have a booth at World Dairy Expo if you'd like to stop by and say hello. Otherwise, visit ever.egg online.